Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
or a criminal wanted by the New York police will be arrested here in Los Angeles. It is this cooperation between the peace authorities of all cities and states that makes it almost impossible to commit a crime and remain long at large. Tonight's story illustrates how effective this communication system was in solving a murder that happened in Missouri. Get on the phone, Sheriff. All right. 
I also want every available man in this department to get out and cover the roads near the golf course. Pick up any cars that look suspicious. If you see Harmon, bring him in. I'm going over to the Van Hoos place and see if the old man gets home safely. You think this mob might be after him? Well, he's had several kidnap threats lately. Won't pay any attention to him. I guess it's my guess that Harmon might be behind them. One thing that's sure, if I get a report of anything ever happening in this county tonight, I'll know who did it. Fast, fast moving, fast thinking, Sheriff Paul Rogers puts the wheels of the law into instant action. All through the night, sheriff cars prowl along deserted roads. Captain Eslick's road patrolmen watch every out-of-town highway on the alert for the two cars described by Deputy Hatcher. And Rogers himself drives to the Van Hoos estate. Sees the aged capitalist park his car in the driveway, enter the house. Apparently, Harmon and his mob are not after Van Hoos, as the sheriff notices nothing to confirm his suspicions. And after watching the house for some time, Sheriff Rogers leaves, convinced that Van Hoos is safe. Sunday comes and goes, and no sign of Harmon. The excitement of Saturday night dies down. Tired deputies relax their vigils, settle once more into the more peaceful job of routine work. Then, Monday morning. Sheriff's office. Sheriff's office. Rogers speaking. Sheriff, you better come out to the Van Hoot place. Something's happened here. What? Mr. Van Hoot has been murdered. Who is this speaking? This partner. I'm at the house now. All right. Stay right there. I'll be out as fast as I can. Glenn is the charge is murder. Come on. 
with a murder charge hanging over him, Les Harmon decides to talk. Claims that he's innocent, but that Glenn might be at his brother-in-law's house. And there the sheriff finds not Glenn Harmon, but Charlie Knapper, known ex-convict. Surprised by Rogers, before he can draw a gun, Knapper is taken in and questioned. Now, listen, Sheriff, I know how it is. Just because I got a record in Illinois, you think that everything that happens is my fault. Well, you're all wrong this time. Would you be willing to face the man who runs that little tourist camp? What? What, what tourist camp? The one you and Harmon and the boys were at last Saturday night. What's that got to do with a Van Hoosraff? Then you were there. Maybe. Where's Glenn Harmon, Napper? I don't know. Who else was with you at the camp? Jerry Wolf, the only one I knew. Jerry Wolf? Do you mean Byron Wolf? Maybe. I call him Jerry. All right, Napper. You won't tell me where Glenn is. So you and Les are going to take the rap. And this time it's murder. First degree murder. That's what you say, sir. For me, I say nuts. And although Sheriff Rogers realizes that his case against Napper won't stand up, he holds him as a material witness, then proceeds to hunt Glenn Harmon. And a fortunate fact turns up when a check on Jerry Wolf Pass brings to light the fact that he lives in Colorado. At once, Rogers travels there, makes inquiries. Inquiries that bring sudden results. Now, listen, Sheriff. I got a hot tip, but it's worth something to me. <laughs> you, you know how it is. Sure, I know. You want money, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's worth it to know where Glenn Harmon is. <laughs> uh, how did you know I was looking for Harmon? Angeles police are called into the case. Lose no time cooperating with Sheriff Rogers. 
But despite a thorough search of the city, detectives find no trace of either suspect. And the weeks go by. Then, March 27th, into the shop of M. Sunshine, Los Angeles tailor, walks a young man. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. What can I do for you? Put up your hands. Put up your hands. Uh, right, what? You heard me. Put up your hands. Uh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll shoot up your nose. The police. Hey, the police. Help. Cleaning up of his long sunshine wards off the crashing shops of a hardwood chair. Manages to escape being hit. And the young man, panic-stricken, abandons his hold up ideas and rushes to the street to run directly into the arms of a policeman. All right, now, sir. Let me go. Take it easy. You have got him. You have got him. So you, you want me to put my hands up, yeah? I'll show you what I'll do with my hands, you young dumbass. Wolf to a small rooming house. 
twice on the way, he tries to talk to detectives into stopping for a minute. But each time, Stromwell heeds Chief Taylor's warning and takes no chance of an escape. And once inside the chapelly furnished room. So this is the home, eh, Jerry? Yeah. That's right. Hmm. Quite a wardrobe you've got, kid. Or are all those clothes yours? Oh, sure. Sure, they're mine. Now, these trousers here, they look a little short for a fellow your height. So what? So I think it's about time you stop fooling around and give us a straight answer. What, what do you mean? Well, there's two sets of practically everything here. Kid, now, what we want to know is, when is Glenn due back? I told you he ain't with me anymore. Okay. Looks like we'll just have to settle down here for a while, eh, McGrain? Uh, looks like it. What, what do you mean? I mean, we're going to sit right here until your friend Harmon comes back. And if you make a move to tip him off, you get drilled. But he isn't coming back here. Now, take it easy. My partner and I don't want to get rough, but if we have to... Okay. I get the idea. Good. Now, we're going to sit in here, just out of line of the door. And you're going to sit in that chair with your back to the door. And you're going to sit there nice and quiet like and wait. Listen, you want me if he thinks I can do it. I can't just sit here waiting for him to walk in and let me have it. Don't worry about that, Jerry. We'll be here to take care of him first. Now, here. Here's a magazine for you to be reading. Max, suppose you take one side here. I'll take the other. That way we can see the door and also keep an eye on Jerry here, just in case. Yeah. There. Now, now there's nothing to do but wait. Relax, Jerry. Take it easy and read your magazine. Listen, I can't stand up waiting like this. Ah, uh-huh, <laughs> Jerry, take it easy. Just remember what I said. Relax. Yeah. Okay. 
I'll be seeing you. Where is he? Over to Beer Joint with a couple of dames. I'm supposed to join him there. That's perfect. Come on, Mac. We're all going over there. Sort of give Harmon a surprise party. Accordingly, Cromwell, McRae, and the now thoroughly upset young Jerry Wolf leave the room. Walk a block down the street to a little beer joint. Forging ahead of McRae and Wolf, Cromwell enters alone. For an instant, he stands at the door, looking about for Harmon. Then, suddenly, his eyes light as he spots him in a corner booth with two girls. Quietly, he drifts through the crowd, reaches a point beside the booth. Afraid to draw his gun for fear of a general battle in the crowded place, he slowly reaches into his pocket, pulls out a badge. Then, saying nothing, he lays it on the table before Harmon's startled gaze. Huh? Hey, hey, what's this? You're under arrest, Glenn. Don't start anything or I'll let you have it. Uh, you, you've got me wrong, partner. I'm not wanted for anything. Come on, Harmon. Get up peacefully and you won't get hurt. Otherwise, I'm taking no chances.
Ask him also about Sinclair motor oil. There is a correct grade for your car, and you're losing money unless you're using this correct grade. Consult your independent Rio Grande dealer about this tomorrow. Let him give you a free copy of Calling All Cars News, that bright, illustrated tabloid, grim full of police stories, movie and radio news, featured articles and pictures. You'll find it good reading, and it's free. See your Rio Grande dealer tomorrow. Frederick Lindsay bids you good night for Rio Grande. <laughs> <laughs>